Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You beloved are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved, listen. If you all could see me right now, I am literally shaking my head. You want to know why? Because what I am surmising is that people must want to go straight to a burning hell. People want to go to hell. Listen, I have not seen this much ignorance, pride, sinful behavior, and attitude as I am seeing as of late. You got people in this world, beloved, who hate Jesus Christ. Because Jesus keeps tapping on their sin. And so when they see one of his messengers out here in these highways, these byways, and these hedges coming against sin, you should see the devil manifesting in these people. And I'm thinking to myself, do these people not understand that there is coming a day in which God will judge this inhabited world in righteousness by a man, Jesus Christ. He is calling all men, all people everywhere to repent. And so when we are out here, we are screaming, yelling, fussing and fighting, if you were, to let people know you are going the wrong way. Please turn around. Do you not know that the God who created heaven and earth and the seas is on his way back? You cannot continue to live a life of sin 
and expect for God not to judge you. And I get it. I get it though. But we take the brunt of their anger, frustration, unbelief. You should see all the heads just shaking back and forth saying, no, 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 that's not right. Or you get the ones that are laughing, mocking at the absurdity that their sin is being called out as if God is just, he just getting it wrong. No, we are getting it wrong. God is holy. And guess what, beloved? He hates sin. So we are going to be talking about just how much God hates sin. So if you know of anyone who are going the wrong way and you know the right way, please tell them judgment day is coming. If you got to cry aloud and spare nothing to pull as many sticks from the fire, we better do it. Because we who know the truth, who who actually studies the word of God and knows how all of this is going to go down, we got to let the people know. Stop living your best quiet life unto the Lord and get out. Get out into these streets. If you have any influence on social media, stop posting selfies and post the warnings. Christ Jesus, the King of glory, is on his way back. Prepare the way. The King is on his way back and he is not coming back as a babe in the manger. Christ Jesus wants us to be in the harvest on the search and recovery mission of the lost. This is not the hour for any one of us to be sitting up under these wolves in sheep's clothing, being spoon fed the madness and the nonsense that God wants you to live your best Gucci Chanel Prada life now. No, what God wants us to do is repent and come to the saving knowledge of his son. So before we get into it about how God hates sin, let us pray. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we love you with everything within us. Hallowed be thy holy, righteous name. Father, you tell us over here in 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray 
and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Acts 3.19 Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that the times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Amen. Proverbs 28.13 Father, you say, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. And Father, how can we ever forget 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So, Father, mankind is not with an excuse. There will be no rescue, um, there will be no excuse as to why we did not repent. Father, the Lord Jesus Christ tells us in John 3 that people hate the light. They they hate Jesus because he exposes their worthless sinful activities. For what they are, they rather choose darkness rather than the light. Well, there's a consequence for that. You tell us in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. Father, this Eternal life is only found in one person, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that if we don't turn and if we don't renounce this wicked lifestyle and turn to you, we are not going to make it. And how foolish, how, how foolish are they? who thinks this is one big game. They, they are out taking pictures of us as if we are the, the, the butt of their TikTok jokes and memes and video clips. We are no one's sound bite as they mock the gospel. Father, have have mercy on us all, Father. And I pray with everything within me that men come to their senses as they ought to and stop sinning. Father, we too were, were once among them sinning, disregarding your holy commands. All we wanted was the pleasures and treasures of this world. All we wanted from this world is what it has to offer. The lust of the flesh. The lust 
of the eye and the pride of life. We were so prideful, Father. Sadly, some of us thought we were born again and yet had not turned from sin. May my hand be the first to be raised. I am a witness to testify to your goodness, Father. You saved my wretched soul. I was on my way to certain damnation, claiming the name. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you that those of us who have truly, sincerely repented, May you continue to give us grace, wisdom, the truth about who Jesus Christ is and what he has done for mankind on the cross. So when we are out amongst the people, as we are being led by Holy Spirit, may we stand flat foot in the truth. That if a person does not repent, if they don't come to Christ to receive forgiveness of their sins through his shed blood, they will not be able to partake in the free gift that you so by your grace has given to us. Salvation. So, Father, I'm only surmising that people must want to go to hell. But then we have the scriptures that so clearly tells us that Satan blinds the minds of those who are perishing and those without Holy Spirit dwelling in them. What we say, what we preach, what we try to tell the people is foolishness to them, Father. I I see it on their faces every morning when, when you have me out there proclaiming the gospel. I see the look of mockery. I see the look of they are so confounded that all they can do is laugh because to them it is absolute foolishness that they should be able to love who they want to love, whether it be male or female or everything in between, that they should have more than one bite at the marital apple, that Adultery is ridiculous to them if they have divorced because they should be able to live happy ever after because the first time around the park didn't work out. So, Father, I ask for wisdom and understanding. I ask for the spirit of gentleness and patience. Knowing that people, for the most part, are heading the wrong way. May may I never give up. May I never quit preaching this good, great gospel. Whether or not people want to hear it, 
nonetheless. Seeds will be planted and they will be watered. For you, Lord, give the increase. We love you, Father, with our whole hearts, souls, minds, and strength. And we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for laying down your life for us, making atonement for our sins, reconciling us back to the Father. Thank you so much for loving me so much. You gave yourself up for me. And so because of that, I have committed to live my life in complete gratification of what you have done for me. I, I am... I am beyond words. I am so grateful and so appreciative that you saved my soul from certain damnation. Keep me on the straight and narrow path. And I pray that all of my brothers and sisters, that this too be their meditation and prayer and petition and supplication. That you keep us from falling so that we will not shrink back when you return, Lord. We eagerly look for your return. So in the meantime, in between time, teach us how to be holy. Teach us how to live right so that we are not deceived and living in great deception that you authorize sin. Bless your holy name, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. Listen, okay. We got to talk about why does God hate sin? Okay, because all of us must get to this point in this walk that we must hate sin. Not that we that we tolerate it, that we practice it, and that we water down the consequence of sin. Uh-uh. Listen. God hates sin because it is the very antithesis. Now, I pray I'm saying that right, but it is the complete, direct opposite of his nature. Listen, the psalmist describes God's hatred of sin this way For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness. No evil dwells with you. Amen. Psalms 5, 4. God hates sin because he is holy. Holiness, beloved, is the most exalted of all his attributes. Isaiah 6, 3 tells us, And, and one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole 
earth is full of his glory. Amen. Revelation 4, 8. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Amen. Listen, His holiness totally saturates His being. His holiness epitomizes his moral perfection and his absolute freedom from blemish of any kind. Listen, Psalm 89.35. Once for all I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. Amen. Psalm 92:15 To declare that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Amen. Romans 9:14 What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. Amen. Listen, the Bible presents God's attitude toward sin with strong feelings of hostility, disgust, and utter dislike. For example, sin is described as putrefying sores. Isaiah 1.6, listen. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores, they have not been closed or bound up or soothed with ointment. Amen. Not only that, sin is described as a heavy burden. Over here in Psalms 38, 4. For my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. Amen. Listen to what else, how the Bible describes sin as defiling filth. Titus 1, 15. To the pure All things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But both their minds and their consciences are defiled. Amen. 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in what? The fear of God. Amen. Listen, it is healthy. It is, thank you, Holy Spirit. It is spiritual healthy to have a great dose of the fear of the Lord. 
Yes, we love him. Yes, we respect him. Yes, we honor and worship him. But we also fear him. Jesus told us to fear the father. For he is the one that can throw both body and soul into hell's fire. Yes, you should fear God. Because some of us over here in the body of Christ thinks God is our body. And that Jesus is our personal Santa Claus. That all they want to do do is just to bless us. Mm -mm. They want us, beloved, listen, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit wants us to live holy and righteously. Why? The day of judgment is approaching. That's why, listen, we must be found in right standing before Jesus comes back or we go by the way of the grave. Either way, we are going to be judged for everything we do, both sinner and saint. Let us not get this twisted with all of this false doctrine about eternal security is for the one who remains in habitual sin. Absolutely not. Listen, that don't even make any sense. When we know scripture is unanimous, God is holy. Christ Jesus willingly gave himself up to be nailed on a Roman's rugged cross, dying for our sins. Now sin no longer has mastery over us. So what y'all doing? We cannot continue to live lives in disobedience. We must walk the straight and narrow path so that when we go and fish for men, we have sufficiently and effectively removed removed the beam from our eye so we can preach the gospel in its entirety without watering it without watering it down because our conscience are guilty because we know behind closed doors we are hypocrites some of us are still smoking cigarettes, still smoking weed, still lying and stealing and sleeping around. But then you want to go out and evangelize? You need to sit yourself down. It is hard enough dealing with these atheists and Christ rejectors when we are standing in truth as it is. And then, and then here you come and then they see your hypocrisy. And then when we are out teaching holiness and righteousness, they laugh in our faces, lumping all of us into one big hypocritical pot. You're a stumbling block. Now go sit yourself down somewhere and let the Holy Spirit teach you how to be holy. Listen, 
preaching this good gospel is serious business. And we must take it serious, beloved. Souls are on the line every day. Listen, masses are dying in their sins. Daily, hourly, by the minute, by the second. Listen. Sin is also described in the Bible as a binding debt. Matthew Matthew 6, 12 to 15 tells us in this prayer, right? And forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Amen. Sin is also described as darkness. 1 John 1, 6. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Amen. And listen, beloved, you got to understand, sinners know this scripture. Tears, the false brethren, love to come here when you are preaching holy and righteous living because these are they that will say to you so you mean to tell me you don't sin because if you say no then you are a liar what they fail to get out of this scripture is the one who claims they don't need to repent of their sins and so for them They claim they don't have any sin. How? Thank you, Holy Spirit. By refusing to confess and repent. This is not the claim against those who are walking in righteousness. Because we can't answer truthfully. Our lives are not characterized by sin. We make it a point each and every day to do what Christ Jesus told us to do. Go, comma, and sin no more. And he also told us to strive to enter through the narrow door. We are obedient to Jesus. Guess what? It is possible that there are actually people who love Jesus so much that we obey. I know for you that seems impossible. It's impossible to be living in this flesh body and not sin. Well, for you, speak for yourself. For you, it is impossible because you have not committed to 
to live a holy life? Are you even trying? And and I don't mean, well, you know, well, I tried today, but tomorrow I, I don't think it's possible because um I got somewhere to be. Namely what? The club? What? Bob's house? What? Meeting up with the the weed man? What is it that you got going on tomorrow that you already know that it's going to be impossible for you to settle down and obey Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because you see, Christ Jesus told us about who his true sheep are. It is the one who listens, follows, and obey. They will not be plucked out of his hand. So, we also see from scripture that sin is described as a scarlet stain. Isaiah 1 verse 18. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. Amen. Beloved, I can't say it enough. God hates sin for the simple reason that sin separates us from him. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. Amen. Isaiah 59 2. Look. Isaiah 13 11. I will punish. Listen. Okay. I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will put an end to the pomp of the arrogant and lay low the pompous pride of the ruthless. Amen. And this is why we go out day after day, letting the proud and the, and the pompous and the, the arrogant know that if you don't repent and come to Christ Jesus today, the Lord will punish you for your evil. And they just look at you like you're crazy. They like, no, a loving God will never do that. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, these are they who, who hate Jesus. But somewhere in that deceived heart of theirs, they think that at the end of the day, because they have watched way too many Hollywood movies, that at the end of the day, everybody gets saved. Everybody like, you know, that it all pans out in the end. No, we are talking about reality, folks. This world is not going to get better. It is going to get horribly worse before it gets better. This world is in for a rude awakening. Because at the right time, 
Christ Jesus is going to come back for his bride. And this world, they will be enduring just like we will up until a certain point. The Antichrist persecution. This is why we must learn how to be faithful now. Because listen, our faith will our faith will, what's, what's the words I'm looking for? Will be tested. It's, it's going to be tested that if we are that generation that witness the Antichrist stands up in that third temple and declare himself to be God, committing the abomination of desolation, and where now he is instituting that mark of the beast. Yes, your faith, my faith, will be tested. Y'all got to study as born-again children. Y'all better be over there in that book of Revelation because these false pastors and bishops and prophetess are lying to you, talking about we, the church, are going to be raptured out of here before those seven years of tribulation? Uh-uh. Nope. We are not going to be here for the day of the Lord when he unleashes his last set of judgments. But up until then, yes, that is why the third angel Proclaim to the world, don't take the mark of the beast. He is not talking to those unrepentant sinners that the Bible says that while God was pouring out his judgments, they refused to repent. He was talking to the church who will still be on the earth. Beloved, read it. Get your head out of those left behind books. Get your eyes from all of those left behind series on those DVDs and whatnot. That's not how it's going to go down, beloved. I know what you have been taught. So you mean to tell me that we as Christ students are are greater than him? That that we don't have to face heavy persecution and even death, but but he did. No, Mm-mm. scripture tells us that the student is not greater than their master. So if Jesus went through all that persecution, you mean tell me that you're going to bypass that? Absolutely not. So. It was sin that caused Adam and Eve to run away from God and hide among the trees of the garden. We see this in Genesis 3.8. Sin always, 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 capital A, capital L, capital all the time, brings separation and The fact that God hates sin means that he hates being separated from us. His love demands restoration, which in turn demands holiness. 
Amen. Listen, we better get our minds right. God also hates sin because of its subtle deceitfulness, which entices us to focus on worldly pleasure to the exclusion of his blessings. Those who have their sins forgiven can say, you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Amen. And that's Psalm 1611. So to pursue sin is stupid. But to pursue sin is to turn one's back on the gifts of God. Who has plans to prosper you and not to harm you? plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 11. And for all of your charismatics, please stop going here to Jeremiah 29 11 as a proof text that God wants us to live our best Chanel and Fendi life now. Absolutely not. He's talking about salvation. He's talking about eternal life. Listen, God's hatred of sin implies that he loves his people and wants to bless them. With what? Not material possessions, although he can and has and will. He wants us to come to the saving knowledge of his son so that in Christ Jesus, we may receive eternal life. It is available, but don't get it twisted. You cannot live a life that is characterized by sin. I'm talking about you go to bed in that sin. You wake up in that sin. You think about that sin. You practice it daily. I'm not talking about missing the mark. And in true sincere repentance, you confess And God will forgive you. Listen, that precious shed blood of Jesus Christ is still available. So we get the blood bath. We get purged from all unrighteousness. And going forward, just like the woman who was caught, thank you, Holy Spirit, in the very act of adultery, we see the pattern. Once you are forgiven, you are no longer condemned. You now go, comma, and sin no more. Christ Jesus set up the pattern about repentance, about forgiveness, about how we live after we've received said forgiveness. We we don't continue in the sin claiming, well, Jesus forgave me. Okay, then why are you still sinning? No, it's not sin because he forgave me for it. You better not let me have to get my bell this early. Okay, now, beloved, once we are forgiven of sin, we must stop it and not continue in it.
Some of y'all got Jesus twisted. Y'all must think that he is stupid. That he don't know what y'all are doing. Hello? It's my bell. Christ Jesus. Is this on? Will never, ever authorize sin. Christ Jesus will never tell anybody in prayer they get to stay in willful sin. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, all of us are living a crucified, consecrated, sanctifying life. Why is it that we got to pick up our cross, deny ourselves, and follow Jesus, but but you still get to have all the sex you want, you get to have all the perversion your little body can take? Why, why is that, though? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'll be waiting till the cows come home for you to even come up with something that would even make sense. So... Another reason God hates sin is that it blinds us to the truth. Whoo, ain't that right? Oh, yes. Listen, Jesus likened false teachers to blind leaders of the blind. Matthew 15, 4, let them alone. Leave them alone, he said. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both. Both will fall into a ditch. Amen. And John said that the one who, who hates his brother does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. Amen. That's First John to 11. So if you don't know, you're going to find out today sin has consequences, which the sinner and some of y'all who think God is playing often disregards. Do not be deceived. God cannot and he won't be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Study Galatians 6, 7. Look, Numbers 32, 23. But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord. And be sure your sin will find you out. Amen. So, I don't know what y'all doing because my hand is the first to be raised. I thought God was playing. Okay. Calling myself a, a, a believer. I wasn't, I wasn't even calling myself a follower. You want to know why? Because I wasn't. I wasn't following Jesus. I believed in him. I believed that he did die on the cross for my sins. That through his shed blood, I have been forgiven. But then that's where I stopped. You want to know why? That's where I stopped. Because that's where the bishop stopped. Mm-hmm. You see, I didn't have enough wherewithal to go into the word of God for myself and study it out as a student. 
and not some some dumb goat just turning the pages where the bishop told me to go. Okay, never reading verses above and below. Mm-mm. I go right to that isolated text and be fed the nonsense. Yeah, so I can't even blame the wolf for it all. It is all of ours responsibility to study, to show ourselves approved. Because in this modern day and age, these churches, not all, but many and most are, are synagogues of Satan. And he has his agents in the pulpits and in the pews. Yes, it has gotten this bad, beloved. Well, well, my church is not like that. Yeah, well, guess what? They all say that. And yet, these churches still practice the false doctrine of tithing and sowing seed. They still say, well, give money to God as a sacrifice, even if it hurts. Even if you got to go broke, you show God just how much you love him. Because at the end of the day, he's going to give it back to you. Pressed down, shaking together, running over. Oh, please, please don't get me started about how I allowed myself for years to sit up under that damnable prosperity gospel. Please. I ain't got that kind of time today, beloved. So listen, God hates sin for the same reason that light hates darkness and truth hates a lie. Our Father in heaven wants his children to have the full riches of complete understanding. And sin only gets in the way, beloved. Listen, Colossians 2 2. Hold on, let me let me open this up. That their heart may be encouraged, being knit together in love. To reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. Amen. God hates sin because it enslaves us and will eventually destroy us. Just as Samson's sin led to his physical blindness and captivity, listen, study Judges 16.20, Judges 16.21, look, and the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles and he ground at the mill in the prison. Amen. Our sin will lead to spiritual blindness and bondage. Romans 6. Ooh, y'all know I love me some Romans 6. Yes, it turned the lights on for me. Romans 6, 16. 
Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Amen. Beloved, listen. God is the source of life and he will extend that life eternally to all who believe and remain faithful to Jesus even until the end. So, although once saved, always saved is a false doctrine and what makes it such a false doctrine is that it teaches that you can live any kind of way and still get to go to heaven because you've made a confession for Christ. Okay, well then where is the evidence of your confession? We hear what you say. Jesus even said, they honor me with their mouths, but that heart is far from him. Where are your fruits of righteousness to back up your belief, to back up your faith you say you have in Christ Jesus, and therefore no man can pluck you out of his hand. Beloved, listen. Eternal life is available to the one who remains in Jesus' hand. That means living a life that is not characterized by sin. That's the one who shall inherit the kingdom of God. The righteous who does not participate in sin as a lifestyle. That one is the one who will inherit the kingdom of God. We are not coming against eternal life. We are coming against the wrong, the bad teaching that you can live in sin and still have eternal life. That's what we're coming against. The wrong teaching of who will inherit the kingdom of God. We know there is eternal life in Christ. We know there's a kingdom of God that those who obey, follow, and listen, and remain abiding in Jesus will inherit. We come against false teaching, false doctrine that that promotes a license to sin, that promotes that we can take God's grace and just live life like before. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's what we coming against. We We eagerly look forward to the day of redemption. But we got to live holy in the meanwhile. You got to put off all sin. Put off the old man. 
put on the new man and henceforth walk in obedience. Don't find yourself in the line with the proud and the boastful and the arrogant and the ignorant who thought all of this was just nonsense. Listen. God hates sin because sin is a barrier to our reception of life. And that is probably one of the biggest reasons why God hates it. He also hates sin because it lessens our love for him. The Bible says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. Mm-hmm. First John 2, 15 to 16. We better know it. Listen, James warns us of the danger of embracing the world. James 4, 4, you adulterous people, don't you know? Don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world, guess what, beloved? Becomes an enemy of God. Amen. Here we go. No one can serve two masters. Mm-mm. Luke 16, 13, listen, Jesus said, no servant can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Absolutely not. And we must choose between sin and righteousness. Mm-hmm. Daily. So what's it going to be? Because as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we must hate sin just as much as the father does. We are sons of the light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. That's first Thessalonians 5, 5. We must recognize that God has set us apart. We are a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Amen. First Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. <clears throat> we cannot become holy on our own. Okay. But God gives us his Holy Spirit to 
sanctify us. Second Thessalonians 2.13. Listen, but we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the spirit and belief in the truth. Amen. So this is for all of you who keeps crying like a big old baby talking about it's so impossible to stop sinning. Why? When the Lord gave us Holy Spirit to train us in righteousness. So we are not without excuse. There will be no going back and forth with Jesus on judgment day talking about he, he lied to us. He tricked us. He bamboozled us that he wanted us to live holy, but, but didn't show us a way how to do it. Nope. No, no, no. Absolutely not. We would have a claim if he had not sent Holy Spirit. Then, then, then maybe we can petition, Lord, you left us as orphans. You did not send us another counselor. You didn't send us a helper. How did you even expect for us to live holy? We can't even say that. When in fact, he sent us another comforter. He sent us our paracletus to walk alongside of us, training us, guiding us, leading us, proclaiming to us who Christ Jesus is. He magnifies the Lord. So we have no excuse and right Holy Spirit. And this is what is waylaying a lot of us from going out here and preaching this gospel because you are too busy living your lustful life. No, beloved. Mm-mm. Listen, in closing, we hate sin because it separates us from God. Mm-hmm. We have, we have his promise that he will help us in our struggle against sin. Oh, yes, yes, yes. First Corinthians 1 8. Who will sus who nah, who will sustain you to the end? guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we hate sin because it separates us from the father. We hate it because it lessens our love and dulls our conscience because it binds us and blinds us. We hate it because it grieves the spirit of God. Ephesians 4.30 gives us the command. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Amen. And how do we grieve 
Holy Spirit? Well, many ways, namely trampling underfoot the blood of the covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ, just making a mockery of it, treating it, treating that covenant, that blood covenant that was poured out for us as if it is common and unholy not to be respected. That's how we grieve Holy Spirit when we walk not in the ways of Jesus Christ's wholesome teachings where we keep bucking up against the system of righteousness and holiness. When you become a stumbling block to the rest of us where where you teach by your life that we can stay in sin and not be judged, that that we can continue to sit up under these false teachers and not be partakers of their sin. Mm-mm. You are a stumbling block. And that is something we never want to be. We don't want to be the cause of anyone's spiritual downfall. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So it does matter, ladies, how we dress. It does matter, my brothers, how you dress. So when we look upon your body, we won't lust because you keep wearing those tight muscle shirts. You keep up with those those skinny jeans just showing off everything God has blessed you with. And then you want to jump in your hot rod with the pride of life just drenched all over you. And you think just because you got money in the bank, just because you got a boat sitting out on the harbor, that all women just look at at you as if you are God's gift to them. And the ladies, please, my sisters, don't let me get started. All of this nakedness going on in your fellowship, not to mention walking around in these streets talking about, well, it's not my problem that men and women, they can't keep their eyes to themselves. You are a stumbling block. Listen, our prayer to the Father is may the Lord himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Study 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Amen. So, I believe enough has been said. So, that's why I started off the podcast with people must want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Because with all that we know about our Heavenly Father, And the one who laid down his life for us. 
all that we know, they are holy, holy, holy. And without holiness, no man will see the Lord. So if you and I think for one skinny minute that we can live a life of sin, claiming the name of Jesus as Lord and Savior and still get to go to heaven, ain't nobody confessing nothing. Ain't nobody repenting of anything for what? Our, here we go, our past, present, and future sins have all been rolled up into one big ball and nailed to the cross. Well, you are a liar. If you say you have no sin and you you say that by not repenting, listen, A person will not repent if they believe they have nothing to repent about. They are walking in unrepentant sin because for them, there's no reason for them to repent because that sin that they have committed has already been taken care of. No, see, John was talking about you, who is the liar, who says, I don't have any sin. And you really think you still have fellowship with the father and the son? Well, you are deceived and you most certainly need to repent. That's it. That's all I got for y'all today. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, may may we never be so deceived that we don't think We have to repent for any sin that we commit. We we most certainly need to repent. If If we are serious about meeting you face to face, inheriting your kingdom, we must rend our heart and not our garments. We must return to the Lord, your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. Father, we see this in Joel 2.13. So, Father, we know you are compassionate. We know you are loving kindness. We know that you are gracious that you are slow to anger, you are abounding in love, and you will relent from sending calamity. But we must not take who you are for granted. You are also the God of fire and justice, a God of wrath who will unleash that wrath on this evil, wicked world if they don't repent and turn. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your rebuke and your correction. Chasing us now, Father. I'd rather be rebuked today while I'm still in this body suit. 
so that I can have your grace to get it right, to get back on the straight and narrow path if I veer off of it. Thank you, Father. We love you and we will obey you, Father, even until the end. We put a death nail to our lives. We don't want that old life anymore. I renounce it in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't want that life. I want eternal life. And so wherever you tell us and direct us how to maintain our right standing, well, I'm here for it all day, Father, all day. Help us to proclaim this truth to this sick and dying world. They need a savior. They need to be saved. They need to repent and turn from their wicked ways and come to Christ before it is too late. Many are going by the way of the grave, dying in their sins, not having the opportunity to repent even though for most and many were given that opportunity, but they chose to say no. There's nothing else left to be said about that, Father. Once we are called out of this bodysuit, it's a wrap. It's, that's it. That's why time, Father, is of the essence. We must make the most of every opportunity that by your grace that we get to wake up these pretty brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes, gray eyes every day that we live for Christ, that we put away all sin and stop playing with our salvation, because we were bought with the precious, perfect, sinless blood of Jesus Christ. And may we never make light of that. May we never take that for granted. But that we live our lives in appreciation for what you have done for us. You've saved our wretched souls from eternal destruction and because of that we shall be forever grateful thank you father in heaven may your kingdom come may your will be done bless your holy name father in jesus mighty name i pray amen amen all right beloved well there we have it repent and believe Stop sinning and turn back to God. Do not be deceived. Bad company will always, always corrupt your good morals. Get away from people who hate Jesus. Stop sinning. Arise. Listen, wake yourselves up to righteousness. Come to your senses as you ought to, and stop sinning. For the day of the Lord is fastly approaching. 
Don't forget that. Amen. Amen. And Lord willing, until next time, I shall be talking to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.